Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. I just wanted to say, this isn't about Battersea, but we've, a couple of us have just been going out when Terence and Anna were still here. Terence and I just felt that we wanted to go onto the, just the area that the new, the new site has been planted and we thought it would be great to just churn up the soil, basically, and uh, get out there and, 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 and see what the Lord wants to do. And um, so that's been amazing. There's been loads of testimonies, but I don't want to share that testimony. I just had this random experience on Friday. I work alone quite a lot and then I travel and so I see people and then I don't and it's good for my productivity to work alone, but it, I'm an extrovert. So sometimes I just go out because I want to just see people. Uh, it sounds really weird, but it's true. Um, so I rode into Richmond Park and uh, one of the things, and I, as I was riding, I've just been stirred about, I, I don't, like New City, I don't really know a lot of people who aren't Christians and Lord, just show me, I just want to meet new people, make new friends. So I'm riding into Battersea and then I, I chain my bike up and I go into, um, sorry, into uh, Richmond Park. And you guys know it's a big park and there's a lake there. Has anyone been to the lake? It's beautiful. Stunning. And um, so I go, I, I walk down towards the lake and then I see there's loads of deer there and stag and I'm like, oh man, I've got to get close to these stags. And because um, they're amazing, aren't they? They're like so intimidating. So we go up close and um. And then this guy just sort of sidles up next to me with his long lens and like, you know, I was like, are you trying to get the shot where I'm taking a photo with my phone and you're getting the, the animal and my phone? You, you know that shot? Um, he wasn't. Uh, but, but, but anyway, it, it, we, we just started, I just said, oh man, you know, like, do you come here often? Blah, blah, blah. He's all of that kind of chat. And then, and then basically what happened is we just started to talk and he really opened up almost instantly and said, yeah, this camera has been part of helping save my life. I'm like, what? It's just like, this is my hobby. And I was an alcoholic. And, um, and I said, mate, are you a Christian? He said, no, I'm not. But like, I believe in God. And, and it just, we basically walked together for about an hour. We just walked through the stag and chatted. And, and he just told me his life story. And, and he just said, hey, man, I'd love to hang out with you some more. I'd love to be encouraged. And and I was like, this has really encouraged me. So let's, he just gave me, he lives in Battersea, um, like five minute walk from where the new site is. It's just amazing. Do you know, guys, when you pray stuff, God, he's specific, he cares, he answers, he, he, he does. Not in the way we think, like with a random guy with a camera taking a picture of a stag, but hey, that, that's my new friend. You know, his name's Brian and I'm looking forward to getting to know him. And so pray some weird prayers and see what God does. Uh, I'm going to pray for you. And then uh, I want to just crack on. Uh, Father, I thank you for everyone in front of me. Thank you for all their lives, all their their families, all the people that they know, they don't know, all this stuff that's going on. And I just, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to move in power this morning. And um, Lord, I, I ask that you would do something profound in every person's life here. Not a few people, every person's life. Because Lord, if you speak, uh, our lives will be changed. And so, Holy Spirit, we just invite you. I pray for people who have come and they're, they're wanting an answer that you would provide an answer this morning. I pray for people who are longing for something more, you would, you would give them that more. Lord, we pray that you would 
be here in an intimate way this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to commend a book to you. Uh, lots of Christians that get up, they always commend books. Some commend their own books. I haven't written a book. Um, I don't know if I ever will. Who knows? But the Bible, <laughs> it's a great book. Purpose Driven Life's a good one as well. But the Bible, this, this book, uh, uh, it saddens me to hear that a lot of believers have deserted this book. They've sort of said, oh, you know, it's, it's like really old and it's about stories of the past. And, you know, I just can't get into it. I felt like that when I was 16 and then I really pressed through, started reading the Bible daily because I, I, I was a bit competitive and wanted to read the Bible in a year and that sort of was just my personality. But then I realized this is actually about God moving in people's lives. From, for thousands of years, this is the story of God, his pursuit of humanity, and like he's still doing that. And so this book has never been more alive ever so I want to encourage you don't stop reading this book don't give up on it I know Ezekiel my book's hard I didn't write it but someone with my name did and and you know it's a hard book but there's some there's some beautiful stuff in there the Psalms so let's just get straight into it Luke 19 is the passage that I want to read from um I just also want to say someone rang me this week for my advice and uh and this, I just want to say this, and, and, um, but they rang me for my advice, and, and I, I asked them the question that my mentor always used to ask me. He said, what's the Lord saying, Zeke? And it's funny how, how people respond when you ask them that question. If you say, like, what's God said? People, like Christians, so nervous about, oh, what has God said? And so he just sort of told me about a few prophetic words people had said, and um, didn't allude to the Bible at all and like just a few conversations he's had and he was ringing me for more advice which is good because he thought I was someone who would give him some kind of special spiritual advice because I don't know but I realized that um, I, I wondered if he'd been in the word I wondered if he was really seeking God because this was a big decision and he was telling me about a few random people who gave him a few prophetic words and he was hanging on their so it's like, guys, we go straight to God. I just want to tell you, remind you, you go straight to the Father. Sons and daughters go straight to their Father. I'm watching these little kids this morning. They come straight, and they know their parents are with them. They know their parents care. They just function out of knowing. People who have orphan spirit or don't know the Lord or think they know the Lord but don't really, they ask others. And I'm not, I'm not saying don't ask others. Seek the wisdom of people. But you go straight to the Lord. That's why Jesus came. He provided a way so we go straight to the Father. And I just want to tell you that and remind you that. So Luke 19, great, great story. We're doing this series about when Jesus met. And this story is about a man called Zacchaeus. So read with me. Uh, Luke 19, verses 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see through the, over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree. Since Jesus was coming that way, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be a guest he has gone to be a guest of a sinner. 
But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I pay back four times the amount. Jesus said today, salvation has come to this house. Because this man, too, is a a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Two scriptures I just want to highlight. One from this passage and one from another passage in the book of Matthew. Uh, Luke 19 verse verse 10. It says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And there's another scripture in Matthew that says it's when Jesus like, is on the Mount of Olives and he's giving out this, I think he's on the Mount of Olives, but he's giving this thing called the Beatitudes. And there's this passage in Matthew 5 verse 8. It says, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. Hold on to those two passages. They're going to make a lot more sense as we walk through this story. So I just want to get into the story. I don't know when you guys think about reading Scripture. You imagine Anyone imagine themselves as a character? For any of you who don't, I want to just Bible teaching 101. Imagine you're a character. The Lord will speak to you. Imagine you're Jesus. Why not? Like, imagine you're him. Like, oh, that's blasphemy. That's like not theologically sound. Okay, well, he's in me. I can be him in the story. Yeah? Just try it. And, 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 and so Zacchaeus is this man. Hey? Oh, sorry, mate. That was... I don't know. The screens are going down. Don't worry. It was a, it was a discreet thing. It's now public. You all know. Um, I just... I, I can't do the whole... I didn't know... Bless you, bro. Um, so, so anyway, uh, Zacchaeus, the Bible talks a little bit about him. Jesus coming to town, Jericho. Um, I thought the walls fell down, but apparently someone built them up and Jesus is there. He's walking through and people want to be near him. People want to touch him. There was something about Jesus that drew people in, everyone. Whether they were religious and didn't, thought he was a dodgy guy or whether they were desperate to get near him because they had a need, everyone wanted to get close to Jesus. And there's this man called Zacchaeus, and he's a chief tax collector. Interesting detail, he's not just a tax collector, he's like the regional dude. The tax collectors pick up the money, they give it to him. He probably gives it straight to Rome. You know, this is a guy who had a lot of authority and a lot of money. He wasn't rich because he did a good job, he was rich because he took more from people's tax. He wasn't a liked man. He wasn't. So when the Bible says he was short and he couldn't get through the crowd, it wasn't like, it's a little detail that's like people didn't want him to get through the crowd. Because anytime I've seen short people can usually get through the crowd. A big guy comes in, oh, you get out of, you ever been in like a big crowd? You know, the short people just sort of, that's the beauty. They just whittle through. But if, someone, if someone's short and you don't like him, they ain't getting through. And Zacchaeus wasn't, get, wasn't getting through. But the Bible says he wanted to see Jesus. Uh, some people say he was ashamed, he was this. I don't know. I just think he wanted to climb Jesus because he was desperate. He wanted to see, get a glimpse of this man that so many people had spoken about. And so, so he gets to this point, Jesus is, is walking through the crowd and he just, turn, he just looks up and there is Zacchaeus. Hey Zacchaeus, what are you doing mate? Come down, like, let's have lunch. I want to hang out with you. Now I wonder if that was like a word of knowledge from Jesus. That was like Jesus, I, I wonder if he just knew uh, Zacchaeus' name. Maybe he just, because he's God, he's just like Zacchaeus. Hey, I already know your name, let's, let's have dinner together. But 
I, I think he just, he knew maybe something about Zacchaeus. He knew he'd heard about this man's life. He said, hey, I, I, I can sense that people don't like you, but I want to hang out with you. Let's, isn't it interesting when, Zacchaeus, when God, when Jesus meets us, he calls our name. And he doesn't just call our name, he calls us close. See, the first thing that we can learn about this story is that Jesus will seek you. Everyone say, Jesus will seek me. He will. He'll seek you. The Son of Man came to seek. Jesus will seek us out. And he seeks Zacchaeus and he wants relationship. He says, hey, Zacchaeus, let's not have that distance. Come hang out. Let's be, be together. Do you know, I love, I love how Jesus is with people. I love how, and I've learned this, that Jesus wants closeness with us. For years, I thought that it was just about doing good things, ascending the hill, the mountain of closeness with the Lord. But it's, it's actually about Jesus wants to know us and he wants us to know him. And a lot of, I believe a lot of Christians, we don't, I didn't get this for a long time. That Jesus actually wants to be with me. You know when you're alone and you don't have anything to do Saturday night? Anyone been there? I'm not alluding to anything weird here. I'm just saying, like, we've all been that lonely feeling. They're the perfect times to be with the Lord. They're the times where you're at your lowest and Jesus wants to be at his closest. I've realized this. I've realized this. These moments, down times, especially in London, they're the best times to be with the Lord where we've got this need and I just want to do something. Everyone else I can see on Instagram, Vineyard 61's doing something and I can't be there because I've got an early morning, like, or whatever. Like, and you just know that you can be close. Jesus wants to be close. He'll seek you. He wants closeness. And, and, and so often as Christians, we don't prioritize the closeness with God because we don't think he wants that. We don't think deep down that Jesus actually wants to know us. And he wants us to know him. This is, this is like, it's powerful stuff when, when you realize it. Um, what I've realized is, is Jesus actually wants intimacy with us. He wanted to hang out with Zacchaeus in his home. He wanted to be close to him. And, and the Lord told me this word, tell, tell people Jesus wants to be intimate with them. And I, like this weird word, because I feel like intimacy has been like sort of, I, when we, I feel like when we talk about intimacy in the church, it's like it's usually sexual intimacy with your partner or whatever. Or do, do, are you with me, or am I on one? <laughs> the intimacy word—it's like how can I be intimate with Jesus? But then I realized that song that Martin Smith wrote. Um, what, what's the where he, he says that line? Um, what a friend I've found, closer than a brother. I have felt your touch more intimate than lovers. How can I be intimate with Jesus? Because, I, my, because the world's so uh, like, uh, perverted intimacy that I think intimacy means sexual stuff, but it doesn't. It means, it means closeness. It's been, it means being seen. Jesus wanted to see Zacchaeus. Jesus wanted to, him to know him, for them to be friendship. And that day, Zacchaeus was seen in an environment where everyone else hated him. He wasn't liked. No one would have expected Jesus to hang out with Zacchaeus. No one. You just look at the text. Just look at the crowd. If we turn to verse 7, it says they, they, they despised. Uh, sorry, I, I just made that up. Um, uh, it says they began to mutter and said, He has gone to be a guest of a sinner. 
like they were in a good place with Jesus. He didn't want to hang out with them, did he? He wanted to hang out with Zacchaeus. Probably the person that everyone thought, pick the worst person in town. Pick the most corrupt person. That's Zacchaeus in people's mind. They didn't like him. And interestingly, if you read the Bible and you like do the whole, you know, where there's passages in the Bible and they say, oh, read this passage. And that's the same word. The word mutter, bad translation. King James wins out. You know, those Christians are like, I only read the King James. This, they've got a point here. The mutter, not a good word. Grumble, better word. The people were grumbling. And do you know, can anyone remember Bible uh, you know, quiz right now? Grumbling, does that word ring a bell? Old Testament, Israelites in the desert, grumbling. Grumbling. Grumbling because they thought, God, you know, you've provided quail and manna, but we want hors d'oeuvres and pizza hut. You know, like, come on, move on, God. Come on, like, we want more. But God is, is providing their every need and they're grumbling. And Jesus is in this moment and he's encountering the person that needs to be encountered because there's a transformation coming in the community they don't know about. And, and, and he's like, and they're all like, what? what? And, and this is what we do, don't we? We, we? we question God's, what he's doing in our lives. We question, why is he doing that? Why? Lord, why do you want me to be with that person? Or why do you want me to be involved with the poor? Like, what, you know, what, what, why would I be involved with you know, people who have less than... You know, this is God's agenda. He wants, us to, he wants to draw close. See, Jesus will seek you and he will save you. And, and, and the grumbling stuff, it's, it's us basically losing heart and losing trust in God's best. And we do it with people. And we do it with our own lives. That God is trying to move in your life. Some of you, and hey, I was grumbling last night. I'll be honest. I, not worth going into details, but I was, I was grumbling because of the, the way that the day went and it wasn't the day, way I wanted it to go. And I was grumbling, but God had a plan in all of that. And we grumble, but God's got a plan. And so, and it's interesting, this text, and I just, I just thought you might want to know that. Um, so, so they're losing faith. They're saying he wants to be with a sinner. And Jesus cares about Zacchaeus' soul. He cares about the, that area, that community's heart. He, he wants to be close. So Jesus, what, another thing I realize about his character is Jesus wants to seek you and he wants to save you. Wants to save you from that life, that, that, that grumbling and then, and then something profound occurs. Because I imagine it says Zacchaeus got up. Was that because they were already in the home? Or was that because he was short and he stood up on a, on a platform? I don't know. But, but something happened. Jesus shifted. Zacchaeus said, wait, wait, wait. These people think I'm just close to Jesus because I'm famous or because I've got loads of money and I've paid him off. No, 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 guys. My money doesn't mean that much. I actually, do you know what, Jesus, I believe you so much, I'm going to give half of what I own to the poor right now. Got out his briefcase, the cash just went to the poor, and then he's like, and all the people that I've taken from, stolen from, or taken more than I should have, I give four times the amount. That is a flipping repentance, man. Like, that is a profound, like, Imagine that happened to you right now, whatever it is that you're holding on to. You just said, Jesus, I have to follow you. This stuff's in the way and people know it's in the way and I've cheated people. And he publicly declares his repentance. 
Repentance means he changed his direction of his life. Do you reckon the people hated what Jesus did? Do you reckon people hated Zacchaeus from that point? No, they didn't. It was, in fact, one of the best days of some of those people's lives. They got all their money back. They, they got their money back. They're laughing. They're loving life. Oh, the day G they weren't sure about Jesus and hanging out with Zacchaeus. Now they've got their money. Now they got paid. They're loving life. Because actually what happened is Jesus sought out Zacchaeus. He saved Zacchaeus. And there was transformation. And do you know what he does? Jesus will seek you. He will save you. And he will send you. He will send you. He sent Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus might not have known it, but he instantly sent him back into the community to bless that community. That's what salvation does. Our salvation is not just for us. It's for our family. It's for our loved ones. It's for our community. Our life, our faith, our, our trust in Jesus is meant to like, affect these big wigs that run your companies. Like, it's meant to touch them and change their life. Transformation comes. I love, uh, and this is it. Jesus, Zacchaeus' life is instantly changed and he's affected. You know, I love the passage. And again, the, the translation comes into it. If you turn to verse 9, 9 and 10, just to walk you through it a bit. Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house. Because this man too is a son of Abraham. But you know, it says son of Abraham and we're like, what does that mean? Well, he was a Jew. He was a follower of the Jewish way. Jesus comes, provides a new way, and he becomes a son of Abraham. Now, a son of Abraham was a man of faith. Abraham, it was counted to him as righteousness. Is that the one? It was counted to him as righteousness. So he didn't know Jesus. Jesus hadn't come yet, but he was saved. And, and salvation has come to his house. Bad translation again. It should say household. Zacchaeus' whole family got saved that day. His whole family. Whoever, with the maid, servants, everyone, the, the butlers, what, they all got saved. The household got saved. It's amazing. Jesus will seek you. He will save you and he will send you. He'll send you. Your salvation is going to affect others. Your salvation is meant to affect others. It's meant to reach others. It's meant to touch their lives. It's meant to change, change them. You know, and this, this is an incredible thing. And I've realized this in my life, that when I came to faith, things changed because Jesus called me, he's calling me more and more to intimacy, more and more closeness. And so I'm different to the day I came to know Jesus it's not just about climbing this, like I said earlier, this mental and spiritual ascent. It's getting closer and more intimate with Jesus. And when you're intimate with Jesus, you just won't sin. You won't sin. You'll know how offensive it is to his spirit that is alive and well in you. You know, we, so often, we, like I'm not talking, if you're wrapped up in a struggle at the moment, I want to talk to your spirit, the spirit of God within you this morning. If it's a, just draw, allow his spirit to draw close. Allow your spirit, the spirit of God in you to be just alive right now and let him convict you of things. And you won't want to live. You, when you've been intimate, like I, I wasn't going to say this, but I'll say it. I remember my, my, um, my mentor said, he, he painted this picture about intimacy with God. And he said, he said to me, Zeke, imagine 
you know, and the way he said it was just, I'm a giggler, so I just couldn't stop. But he said, when I'm making love to my wife, it would be like this. I was making love to my wife and my phone went off. Imagine if I picked it up. What would she do? (laughs) What would happen? This intimate, I know, don't like, spiritually what I'm saying is this intimate place with the Lord and we're called to have this. Imagine you go into your workplace with this intimacy with the Lord. This intimacy where, you, where you, you're getting involved in gossip or you're getting caught up in swearing or you're getting caught up in being drunk or, or sexually immoral or whatever it is. Remember that he is close to you. Remember that. Jesus wants intimacy, guys. He wants intimacy. He wants closeness. And for me, it was, it was all like that. And my life has been constantly putting aside things. Pornography. Addiction to like an, an obsession over football, like obsession over certain things, just putting them down because I want to be more intimate with God. I want to be closer. I'm not, you know, some of these things that you're, you, you do and, and a part of you, they're, they're, they're actually, they're good things, but they've got corrupted because they're your focus. And Jesus is calling you back with intimacy that your heart is full. What a friend I've found, closer than a brother. I have felt your touch more intimate than lovers. When was the last time that was true for you? When was the last time that was true where you felt the Lord's touch that sustained you through your wanting to reach out to pornography or to a man or to a woman or to eat, to a diet or to starving yourself or to something because you want that closeness and Jesus saying I'm I'm I want to be close I want to hang out with you today I want to be with you this is just it's just like you know I really believe God is stirring up the church again to righteousness to purity to faith to really believing this stuff, to living out of this stuff, to people just seeing that we're different, to just our life just being an expression of like, man, you're different. I want to hang around you. I want to be close because you're close to the Lord. And then we model that to to the world. Jesus will seek you. He will save you. And he will send you. Zacchaeus' whole household was, 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 um, was, was saved. They were transformed. They knew Jesus that day. And then what, what happens is you become this trophy of his grace. You become this, this person that people look to and they see Christ. They see him alive in you. They see his life through you. This is just, I want to I finish with this. And um, I'd love to invite people uh, in a moment just to come and just, you know, the cross is, is just a picture of, of Jesus, what he did for you, what he did for all of us to get close to the Father. And I want to invite people to come close to intimacy this morning. And so I will, in a moment, I just invite you to just come and just kneel or bow or do whatever you need to do to get close to the Lord. He's, he's not like there, but he's, he, you know, um, I just need to say that. Anyway, um, I read this interesting thing about Zacchaeus and I finished with this because it says something beautiful about the gospel. The gospel is that we were far from God and he came close in the body of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. 
And, and I read this, this because blessed, you remember that scripture? Blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. Now, Zacchaeus saw God that day, right? He saw Jesus. Now, this is interesting. Do you know what Zacchaeus, his, the name means? Pure, clean. Isn't that interesting? What a picture of like the, the restoration of life. And this is what Jesus does with our lives. You see, we're born pure. We, okay, we, we're born with sin DNA, but we, we're innocent to that until we realize that's in us. And, and what God is trying to do is call us back to relationship with him, back to closeness with him. And that's the whole purpose of Jesus. It's the whole purpose why he came. But Zacchaeus' name means pure. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. What happened that day? Zacchaeus saw God. And, and I pray that you would see God. That's my prayer for us as a church, as a community, that we would see God and we would continue to see God. And in that, our life would be an expression of that we see God. You know, I, I remember reading a theologian that said, I don't, I don't sin anymore because I'm too busy doing the Lord's work. I mean, oh my goodness. What a thing to say. And what a place to get to. And that's our destination. That's where we're going. That's where we're headed. That's God's plan for you. So I, I'm, I was going to invite the band up, but I don't think we should. I just want to invite you to stand. And, and um, are you guys with me? You, you hearing what I'm saying? It's, it's um, blessed to the pure of heart, for they will see God. So whatever place you feel in, wherever you're at, wherever your heart's at this morning, I want to call you back to intimacy with the Father. Maybe many of you have never known that intimacy. But I want to invite you and say that God is here this morning. His presence is here. And He's inviting you to intimacy. And it's so pure. It's so pure. And so Lord... Holy Spirit, would you just flood people's hearts? Flood them now. Maybe you want to put your hands up out or, up or wherever you want to put them, just saying, God, I, I'm open to you. Jesus, come Lord. Lord, would, would we get a sense of your closeness and would that change our lives from this point on. Come, Lord. See, just God moving, touching people, His presence. Maybe there's an area in your life that you're like, we haven't gone there yet, me and God. Just, just allow Him in. And in this moment, I, I just want to 
invite you to, if, if, you, if you would and if you want to, to invite you to come and come and just, just maybe kneel at the cross or, or come. And this is who I'm talking to. Basically, some of you, you've traded intimacy, intimacy with God, with intimacy with other things. And you just want to say, I don't want to do that anymore. You've traded that. And you know, I don't need to point things out. Or You just come. Just come and, and look to the cross or come and kneel or bow or do whatever you want to do. Others, um, a lack of intimacy. I felt like the Lord say there's been a lack of intimacy uh, with God because you, you've, you've, you've projected that from your earthly father. Some of you have had non-existent fathers or significant people in your life that you got intimate with. I mean, you shared stuff about your life and you were rejected with them. God is inviting you back this morning to be intimate and just to be close to God. So just come, just come. If you, if you, if you need to respond, just come. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.